Bill O'Reilly here, Friday, August 23rd, 2019. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. The race for the Democratic presidential nomination will soon heat up again. Roughly 20 candidates remain following Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper and Washington State Governor Jay Inslee dropping out. Depending on which poll you look at, the race is either a Joe Biden blowout or a dead heat. But be very skeptical of these early polls. The most recent survey by CNN shows Biden with a commanding lead over his closest rivals. 29% of Democratic voters support the former vice president. 14-point lead over Senator Bernie Sanders. 15-point lead over Senator Elizabeth Warren. Latest poll from The Economist tells a different story. That survey shows a close race among the top three Democratic candidates, Biden at 22 percent, Sanders and Warren at 19 and 18 percent, respectively. Yet another poll from Politico shows Biden with an 11 point lead over Sanders and Warren, a distant third. Kamala Harris did not fare well in any of those polls. After some momentum following the first debate, the California senator has dropped down to a distant fourth place, according to Real Clear Politics, which averages out all the polling. Now, the polling may be all over the place, but it's probably safe to assume that Joe Biden does remain the candidate to beat. However, much can change, and quickly. The next Democrat debate, hosted by ABC News, is scheduled for September 12th, possibly another one on the 13th, depending on how many people are qualified. In order to secure a spot on the stage, candidates need to get at least 2% in four different polls between June 28th and August 28th. In addition, candidates must receive financial support from a minimum of 130,000 unique donors, with at least 400 donors in 20 different states. That's pretty complicated. So far, only 10 candidates have met the criteria. Biden, Sanders, Warren, Booker, O'Rourke, Buttigieg, Harris, Yang, Castro and Klobuchar. Remaining Democrats have until August 28th, coming up fast. The next debate, especially crucial for Joe Biden, he must show he is in command. If he does not, he will sink in the polls. Coming up, the message of the day, punishing your political enemies. Is that morally right? We'll be right back. I have been telling you about a first-time buyer in Texas. Now I want to show you the other side. A seller who found an agent on realestateagentsitrust.com. A home seller in a very hot market needed to relocate quick. Their agent suggested the following steps. One, price the home just below similarly priced homes in the area to ensure high demand with multiple offers. Two, stage the home so that it stood out with great pictures, no clutter, and great curb appeal. Three. Market aggressively to fellow agents providing a timeline for accepting offers. This created a big sense of urgency for buyers interested in the home. Four, their agent reviewed the offers quickly, communicated with the owners about the caliber of the offers, strong financing, cash, closing date, so many factors to consider. And five, after just three days on the market, the sellers got 5% over their asking price, and the buyer agreed to pay closing costs. This is why you need a great agent from realestateagentsitrust.com. Get the job done. Get moving. realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. 
Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Imagine donating $378 million to a single college and then have some alumni of that school demand the university sever ties with you. Well, that's exactly what happened to businessman Stephen Ross after he held a fundraiser for President Trump a few weeks ago on Long Island. Ross is a billionaire seven times over. He owns the Miami Dolphin football team and the stadium where the team plays. He made his money in real estate and investments. Stephen Ross is obviously a rock-solid capitalist who believes Donald Trump's economic vision is more in line with his than, say, Elizabeth Warren. Ross is actually protecting his financial empire from the Democrats who would dismantle it. Enter Kumar Rao, a Michigan grad and a hard left guy. Rao is senior counsel for a group called Center for Popular Democracy, an organization devoted to destroying political opponents. Funded by fanatics like George Soros, the CPD is, quote, pro-immigrant, attached to teachers' unions, and like social justice an awful lot. Now, Rao got some fellow University of Michigan alumni to sign a defamatory letter that stated, quote, we asked that the university remove Ross's name from campus buildings and signage. Simply stated, supporting Donald Trump's predisposition and commitment to white supremacy, xenophobia, corruption, and clinical ignorance is flatly inconsistent with the values and legacy of the University of Michigan. After receiving the letter, administrators in Ann Arbor essentially told Rao and his fellow fascists to stuff it. Quote, we don't exclude or include people from our university community based on their political views, a spokesman said. How refreshing. I sincerely hope most folks associated with the University of Michigan and Americans in general understand just how dangerous the attempt to punish Stephen Ross really is. The attacker Rao and his cohorts are clearly saying that citizens who support President Trump must be harmed. There's no other way to read than a man letter. This is not political freedom. This is a form of extortion paid for by far-left nutty billionaires. That's what happens in totalitarian countries. Rao is imitating Mao. Once again, the deep villain George Soros is up to his neck in this. His Open Society Foundation supports Rao's crew. We are indeed living in turbulent times where political differences are no longer accepted by many. Today, it's hurt your opponents any way you can. Smear them. Slime them. Do everything you can to destroy their lives. That strategy is up close and personal and his big money behind it, as I mentioned. And where is the media scrutiny of all this? Nowhere. That's where. The University of Michigan did the right thing. Many other schools do not. Fascism on the march in the USA. And it's likely coming to a theater near you. That's the message. For more news and analysis, please head on over to BillOReilly.com. Check out the No Spin News each evening. Coming next, something you might not know. Millions of Americans have been diagnosed with cancer or a serious illness. If you are one of them and money is a problem, you're not alone. 
It's simple. If you own a life insurance policy of $100,000 or more, then LifeGuide Partners can evaluate your coverage for free to see if you qualify for cash now when you need it the most. Be ready to take down this number. If you own a life insurance policy of $100,000 or more and you are living with a serious illness, then LifeGuide Partners can evaluate your coverage free to see if you qualify for cash now. So write this number down, 1-888-GUIDE-50. Totally free to call. Get rid of those insurance premiums. Stop paying them. Consider turning that life policy into cash. The number again, 1-888-GUIDE-50. 1-888-484-3350. 1-888-GUIDE-50. Call now. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. America's taste in cuisine may constantly be evolving, but one item remains as popular as ever, the sandwich, named after the Earl of Sandwich. According to a 2014 study, approximately 49% of adults eat at least one meal between two slices of bread every day. So what are the favorite sandwiches in America? YouGov asked 1,200 people to weigh in, and here's what they said. Number 10, Southern Classic, 65% of Americans give thumbs up to the pulled pork sandwich. Nine, a mainstay in lunchrooms across the nation. Two-thirds of Americans say they love peanut butter and jelly. Number eight, this ingredient is found in three of the top 10 sandwiches, but Americans love it so low 67% of Americans approve of the bacon sandwich. Next item originated at a private social club in New York City. Turkey, bacon, lettuce, and tomato on toasted bread known as the club sandwich. Well, if you take out the turkey, you have the sixth most popular sandwich in America, the BLT. At number five, we continue with America's love affair. 69% said they enjoy the humble ham sandwich, which is made of pork, of course. Number four, with support from 71% of Americans, is roast beef. The turkey sandwich weighs in at number three. 75% of us say we routinely eat it. Number two, rising in popularity across the country due in part to the success of the fast food chain Chick-fil-A. 75% of Americans say they're now fans of the grilled chicken sandwich. And a number one with approval from 80% of Americans. Our favorite sandwich is, ready? The classic grilled cheese. Did you know that? I didn't. Now, I hope I didn't sound like Casey Kasem. But I'm going to tell you what my favorite sandwich is. And it's healthy to boot. Tuna salad. Lettuce. White toast. We'll be back with more O'Reilly Update. It's an uncertain world out there. You know that. Disaster can strike at any time. So you need to be prepared to protect yourself and your family. One way to do that is with freeze-dried food. It tastes good. It's healthy can be stored for 25 years. That's why I'm happy to tell you about a company I recommend, Wise Foods. I have experience with them myself. During Superstorm Sandy, I lost power for seven days, all 
of my refrigerated food done. But my food supply from Wise Foods was as fresh as the day I received it. Visit Wise Food Storage, one word, wisefoodstorage.com slash bill, and explore their starter kits and long-term emergency food options. They are even offering free shipping, plus a big discount of 25% off for my listeners. So please go to wisefoodstorage.com slash bill, wisefoodstorage.com slash bill, or you can call 855-269-0501. That's 855-269-0501. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.